The evil of corruption reaches into every corner of the world. Corruption lies at the heart of the most urgent problems we face. Welcome to Confidential Brief, where Chad Thomas takes you into the stories behind the issues facing our society. You're listening to Confidential Brief this Monday, the 6th of April. We now have exactly one week to go until the current lockdown comes to an end. This is our third week of remote broadcast. I'd like to apologize in advance if there are any technical hitches. We are all um, remote at this point in time. We're all broadcasting live from our homes via Skype audio. So if you have any um, concerns about the um, quality of, of the broadcast, etc., it's as a result of this remote broadcast. But we're still trying to bring you um, news as live as possible and our guests who are as tropical as possible. Talking about um, this lockdown, if you live alone, especially during the lockdown, then you need to know about the High FM helpline check-in service. Our counselors will call you on a regular basis to check in and make sure you're okay. It's available to anyone of any age who feels the need for it. Make contact with us simply by calling the helpline 0800 24 24 36. That number again is 0800 24, 24, 36. High FM, 101.9 megahertz of serving the community. And talking about serving the community, today's show is all about that. We're going to be chatting to two community leaders, Eleanor Huggett, who is the ward councillor for Ward 23 in the city of Johannesburg, which makes up a large um, section of our broadcast area. And we're going to be chatting to Colin Wasserfall, who is the Community Policing Forum chairperson for the Nord Policing Precinct. We're going to be chatting to them about what's going on during this lockdown, what services are limited, what services are unavailable, and then we're going to be chatting to them more importantly about how you as a community can come together and perhaps help during this lockdown. I'd like to remind you that the views expressed on the show are not necessarily those of High FM. You're listening to The Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. I've just given, once again, apologize um, technical glitches that we may be having. This is as a result of, uh, obviously, the, the remote broadcasting. But, of course, what's very important for us all to remember is that as a community station, we try to keep the community together with these live broadcasts and by bringing you topical guests. Joining me today is uh, Colin Wasserfall, who's the Community Policing Forum Chairperson for the Nord Policing Area, together with our Ward 73 councillor, Eleanor Huggett. Well, ladies first. Eleanor, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Only a pleasure. Colin, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much, um, this is a This is a, an interesting show. Um, it's the first time I've interviewed guests via Skype audio, which are most probably a stone throw away from from where I stay at home. So it's a very interesting experience. So what I find even more fascinating is the fact that Communities seem to be getting stronger during this time with far more communication, making use of other means to be able to communicate. And I think it's exceptionally important. As a community leader, Eleanor, I think the first thing our listeners want to hear relating to ward issues, etc., is should they be worried about a breakdown in services from the local uh, municipality? So far, the basic services that communities really need like power and water, are still going strongly. Things like your potholes, things that are not absolutely essential, those have been put on hold to protect the workers. Picketuck is working, 
all those essential services which keep our health and our safety going are very much working. And Colin, everybody's reading, of course, about the um, South African National Defense Force in support of the police and various private security companies who have been listed as essential services, all doing their bit towards trying to, to keep this lockdown in place. Um, places of entertainment that shouldn't be opened are being raided, beans are being raided, etc. Does this mean that all police resources have been put towards the lockdown, or are there still other police forces still in operation? Um, so I can't really uh, speak on behalf of SAPS, but I can tell you what, what I've observed, uh, that the Norwood station is... They've got everything under control. Um, and if you listen to the news, Becky Tseli says that crime has dropped. So I think uh, any available resource from SAPS would be, you know, looking at the lockdown, making sure people comply with that. I think it's very important for us as a community to understand that we still have all of these services are functioning. Eleanor was very quick to point out that quick, that Pick It Up is working. We saw that last week. Uh, where there's been electrical issues that you raised um, during the course of last week on one of the um, community WhatsApp groups, Colin, we saw that um, the, the city power came out and fixed that. And I think we need as a community to, to understand the challenges that are facing these essential services because they've also got families, they're also scared, they also live in fear of perhaps contracting the virus. Is there anything that you would recommend to us, Eleanor, from a community perspective that could perhaps make the lives of our essential workers a little easier during this time? Yes, definitely. The first thing is to just be patient. They are working under extreme conditions, particularly like when it rained last week, but they are doing an amazing and amazing job. Things like your rubbish bin, your pick-it-up bin when you take it out, sterilize the handles before you take your bin out, Sterilize them before you bring them back in. So should you be infected from when you've gone shopping or the like, at least you're not passing it on. City Power and the Jobo Water, you tend not to be in direct contact with them. What we've been doing, I've got a telegram group I've been advertising and promoting this, is this shout-out for all the essential services people, not just doctors, not just nurses, just not, not just medical people, but everyone who is helping us keep Johannesburg going. And at 7 o'clock at night, we all get our vivazellas, drums, the children bang on pots and pans. And it's an amazing thing to see how this is growing and gaining momentum. And also just, Colin, uh, I must mention that a resident of mine had a problem with um, crime uh, just last night. She called SAPS and she said within two minutes, there were two, two SAPS vehicles there to assist her. So that is very encouraging. Well, that is encouraging. And I think it's very important that our listeners out there and the community at large also try and understand that as a ward councillor, um, you acting as, as a liaison, you acting as a go-between, and that <laughs> as frustrating as things may be for them, it can be as frustrating as it is for you. But during this time especially, we need to concentrate on what is exceptionally important and rather leave the reporting of the potholes and the reporting of the leaks, etc., until this lockdown is lifted, rather than sending you stuff right now that isn't regarded as urgent. I would really appreciate that, and so would all the essential services workers. Um, Colin, talking about the essential services, are the community policing forums regarded as essential to the police stations? 
are they able to still fulfill their role to go out with the SAPs or to go to the police stations and assist? And are the sectors still operating? Uh, good question, Ted. Uh, so SAPs has issued a directive uh, where they've noted that the CPFs are not regarded as, as an essential service. So we've, we've got to stay at home, which is our biggest duty that we can do. Um, unfortunately, our neighborhood watch isn't able to operate during this time. Um, so we, we're trying to concentrate on uh, communication. Um, if there is any issues that the community needs to uh, communicate with SAPS, we try and uh, facilitate that. We are also we have facilitated some donations to the station. So we're very much uh, part of the lockdown. We're doing our duty by staying at home. And just uh, so the the Norwood CPF hasn't done their induction yet. Uh, that induction is actually happening tonight. So after that, uh, we should start performing our duties. But because of the lockdown, uh, we won't be able to perform our oversight duties. Uh, there's a whole lot of daily tasks that we need to perform to um, you know, make sure that the station is operating at an optimal level. Well, I must be honest with you. It, 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 it makes me happy to hear that there's, there's an induction period and that there's an actual process in place to ensure that our community policing forums have the necessary uh, um, training in respect of their rights and in, 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 in specifically in respect of enforcing the rights of the citizens that fall within that particular policing area. I think for far too long we've seen policing forums established where they think they're just an extension of the local police station. Perhaps they want to go out and attend roadblocks. Perhaps they want to bring various things to the attention of the police and not realizing the essential role that they play, very similar to that of, of Eleanor, as acting as a liaison between the community that that particular police station serves, as well as the important oversight that those forums have. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to chat more about uh, the roles of the councillor, as well as the roles of the CPF, as well as what's happening with our local security and how they may be assisting at this point in time. We'll be back straight after this. You're listening to The Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. During this lockdown due to the COVID crisis, we're talking about the importance of coming together as a community. And, of course, there's no two better people to speak to than our very own community leaders in our greater northeastern area. And that is our Ward 73 councillor, Eleanor Huggett, and our Nord CPF chair, Colin Wasserfeld. Before we went to break, I was chatting about the importance of a community policing forum. And Colin advised us that it just so happens that today um, is, is, is the day that the induction takes place with respect to the CPF. Would you talk about the induction of your new CPF? What do you mean by that, Colin? Um, so the, the induction is where we find out exactly um, what our duties will be uh, during the oversight role. So what we can and can't do, uh, which, inf- which information we'll have access to, um, basically what our job entails. So the, the induction, after the induction, um, then we, we're deemed to be ready to start performing our, our uh, tasks. 
what do you think the public need to understand when it comes to a CPF? Because a lot of people seem to think that the only elected position within a community would be that of a ward councillor, which is exceptionally important because when one looks at local governance, that is your experience of democracy in its realest, truest form because you're dealing with an elected official about things that affect you on a daily basis. But people aren't aware that a CPF chair, well, some people aren't aware for that matter, that a CPF chair is also an elected position and it's a constitutional um, requirement that each police station has a CPF. So in your opinion, what is the most important thing that the public and the listeners need to understand when it comes to a CPF? Ah, okay. So in my opinion, um, I think we, we've got to find a balance uh, between doing the work of the CPF and uh, like a lot of people want to use the CPF to change the world. So our main objectives are to fight crime, to be the interface between the community and SAPS and the oversight of SAPS. So it's it's actually quite a boring uh, role. It's not like a, a rock star uh, type position. So we we have to um, perform basic daily tasks like uh, monitoring phone calls, uh, monitoring the perception of corruption with SAPs. Um, we also have to improve the image, well, not the image, but the um, perception of SAPs. We have to um, make them uh, seem more, oh, how do you say it? We have to improve the image of the relationship. We have to improve the relationship between SAPs and the community. Um, I think that encapsulates it. It's, it's ensuring that there is a relationship between the two and that that liaison and that oversight is, is continued even through a crisis such as this. Eleanor, you have the most unenviable job I know of. And, and I say this with the greatest respect. I, over the years, have interviewed many councillors from very, from, from, from very many different areas, different um, social areas, etc. And I can tell you they all suffer from the same problem. They have people contacting them at 11 o'clock at night, 4 a.m. in the morning, and it becomes an issue where the councillor is the go-to person for absolutely everything. How have you been able to manage it until until now? How do you keep staying um, having this unenviable job? And what is the what are the good things about being a counsellor? Initially, I found it very overwhelming. There were so many people demanding your attention. But I found the main thing was that every time the phone rang, I answered it and I saved that number and I made a relationship with that person. So they then got to know me, I got to know them, and then from then on generally people would message rather than phone because phone calls are very time-consuming. But it's so nice to actually make contact with that person and hear the voice, hear their issue, and develop a, a relationship. And I really like people, so I enjoy getting to know people, and I enjoy intera- interacting with people. So that part I found really enjoyable. And at times a real challenge, but on the whole, actually a lot of uh, very rewarding and people like Colin. Colin came into my life a couple of years ago and has worked tirelessly with me to help sort out issues in the ward. 
And I'm so grateful to him for all his assistance and what he is doing and that he, he has taken on this unenviable job of being CPF chair because it's a massive challenge. And I think he's doing a brilliant job. And I want to thank him and everybody on his executive committee, plus all the other people on the four sectors. In Ward 73, we've got one, three, and four. And uh, I'm so grateful to all of you for volunteering your time because it is a voluntary job for you. And my appreciation shows no bounds. I know that a lot of people still think that um, ward councillors, it's, it's a part-time function. I don't think they realise the amount of work that goes into being a ward councillor and the fact that the, the, the public at large consider that ward councillor to be that essential link between the metro and their homes. Have you at times had to to just put people in their place and say, listen, guys, I can't take calls over, over after a certain time. Um, certain things I cannot make commitments on. I'm acting merely in a liaison capacity. At, at times that has happened where um, residents have found it difficult to understand that we actually can't order officials what to do. We're actually not allowed to by law. But again, as with the residents, after a while you build up relationships with the officials and they get to know you and know that you really respect what they are doing and appreciate what they're doing. So when we call them up and say, please, we need help with this or we need help with that, we get the most amazing response. And there are glitches in the system. So sometimes residents do have to call you at 11 o'clock at night and say, I haven't had power for three days. Please intervene. But again, because I've made re, uh, relationships with the residents, they really tend to res, uh, to respect the boundaries now and only really call me after 8 o'clock in extreme emergencies. And, and as you say I'm about the part-time job, it, it is officially a part-time job, but uh, Ward 73 is definitely not a part-time job. I, I find I don't have time to do anything else, but I'm really enjoying it. I find it a challenge, but enjoying it. I think it's a complete misnomer for for people to regard it as a part-time job, although it theoretically is meant to be a part-time job. When one looks at the size of the ward, when one looks at the different socioeconomic classes we have within our ward and the challenges we have within our ward, there's no way that, that, that one could consider that to be a part-time function. And I think this is what's so important. That's the crux of today's show. And despite our glitches uh, with this being a remote show, etc., we're getting to the core of what community involvement is, people taking the lead, people standing for positions. Um, you must remember that nobody um, forces somebody to become a member of the Community Policing Forum or one of the committees that is headed up by the ward councillor. It it's, 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 a, it's a sense of being a volunteer and it's a sense of giving back to your community. We're going to take a break. We're halfway through the show. And when we come back, we're going to be chatting more about how you as a community can get involved, what groups you should be joining, and what's going to be happening after the lockdown to make our community even better. Today, uh, I'm playing uh, my absolute favorite song. It's a song that I've been listening to before I go to sleep. Um, it should actually be a morning song, but I listen to it before I go to sleep because it just puts me in such a cheerful mood. And sadly... And the singer passed away at age 81 this past weekend. It's Bull Withers, lovely. You're listening to The Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. Bull Withers was an absolutely incredible singer with 
the most incredible lung capacity when one listens to that song, Lovely Day, how he holds that note at the end, <laughs> God only knows. But um, he wasn't just famous for Lovely Day. Um, you may not know this, but he was the singer of Lean On Me, Ain't No Sunshine, and just the two of us. He had multiple hits, was an incredible singer, and sadly passed away this past weekend at age 81, but not from COVID-19. We're talking today about the importance of communities and keeping in touch with one another. And as you all know, um, Chai FM has a, a hotline. It is a call center that is there specifically for all members of all communities that fall within the, the area of broadcast that can call in or get a call from that particular hotline to make sure that they are safe mm. during this lockdown period. You can call um, the, the High FM helpline on 0800-2424-36 and give them your particulars and they will make sure that they call you on a daily basis, maybe a few times a day, you never know, just to check in on you during this, during this COVID crisis and this lockdown. Colin, as our community policing forum, um, communities are all important to you. I see groups are getting set up, etc. We can't go face to face and visit our neighbors to ensure they're okay. But what's your advice during this lockdown? Um, okay, so the, the biggest thing that we can do is to adhere to the government regulations concerning this lockdown. We have to have to stay at home. Don't go out unless it's to go and buy essential items like food and that. Just stay at home. You, you're the hero if you stay at home. We have to stop the spread of this virus. Now, I'm sorry, Jane, I just have to... Uh, talk about Eleanor here a little bit. She always does this to me and I never get a chance to acknowledge the work that she has done, um, especially with setting up the, or making space for the current CPF to be set up. The work that Eleanor did along with, uh, Tabo Tipe and, uh, Denzel Goldstone was crucial to get this current CPF up and running. So I just want to acknowledge that and say thank you very much. Pleasure, thank I you. I think that, well, Eleanor, um, from our side, thank you as well, because the ward councillor's job is busy enough without having to to also concentrate on on other issues relating to um, something like the police force. And it's it's always very encouraging as a community member when I see the length that have, that have, that have been gone to in respect of... Um, both yourself as a ward councillor, your various committee members, together with the CPF and their sector leaders in ensuring that Norwood had a properly established community policing forum. Um, it's no secret that there's been problems with the community policing forum over the past few years, and this is essential because just like schools have governing bodies, um, areas have councillors, um, police sectors and police stations have to have community representation. It's not something that's a nice to have. It's a must have. It's constitutional. And it's exceptionally important. And that's why having two champions and two community heroes on air being able to explain to the listeners and explain to the community at large the importance of community involvement, we can just look to the two of you as an example. So on behalf of the listeners, of course, and you started this earlier, Eleanor, by thanking Colin. Colin's now thanking you. I'm now thanking you both. I think it's vitally important that everybody plays their role, which takes me to my next question, Eleanor. Where, once this lockdown um, has been lifted, do you want to see more community engagement? Where do you need community engagement? We have, a, you mentioned earlier, socioeconomic 
divide in, in Ward 73. And already there's been a huge um, improvement in this. Thanks a lot again to Colin and the Lower Harton Residents Association and Roger Chadwick from the Orange Grove Residents Association, where community leaders are meeting and liaising and solving oh. problems together. And that is a huge win for the ward as a whole. And I'd just like to see that grow and grow. And all these platforms that have been set up for people to communicate, I'd, I would hate for them to fall away. And I set up a, a Telegram group, which has really helped me because I feed onto it. I post onto it every day, ongoing posts, verified posts only about what's happening with the virus and regulations, laws, what you can and can't do, the latest updates. And that communication has been absolutely fantastic because the residents now know what's going on. And I always do a little message right at the beginning. It's the only personal thing I do on the whole thing is the beginning of the day, a little message. And I've been saying to people, please pick up the phone, call a friend, call somebody who you know might be on their own. Just keep that contact going because I think that is vital the ones of us who are kept so busy, and I consider myself really fortunate because thanks to you needing me, I'm kept endlessly busy. But some people aren't. And if you're elderly or can't really get out, you're going to need that contact. And I, I really strongly plead, plead with you to just contact people, keep in contact. That's so very true. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Colin about the role the security companies are playing during this lockdown. We'll be back straight after this. You're listening to The Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. It's amazing how companies are coming together, communities are coming together, people are finding ways to communicate. They're talking to friends, to family members that they haven't chatted to in, in many years, thinking to themselves, well, now's as better time as any. And I just hope that we can carry this forward once this this crisis is over and this lockdown is lifted. Before we went to break, I was chatting to Eleanor and Colin about community involvement. And one thing about our particular community and the northeastern suburbs of Johannesburg is we have a very strong security presence. Colin, have the security companies come to the party? Are they playing their role during this crisis? Uh, absolutely. Uh, so I want, to, I want to thank all the security companies in this area. I've been in touch with all the CEOs. They're they're out there every day um, helping to secure our communities. It's it's really great. Uh, they've all got their control rooms. They're just waiting for, um, you know, if, if they need it, they're going to be there. They've got medical teams. They've got security teams. Um, SAPs, as you know, use the security companies as a force multiplier. So if, if there is an emergency, all the security companies will respond and uh, help out where they need it. And also, I just want to uh, acknowledge the security companies again for um, their donations towards SAPs. They've been very helpful, very forthcoming, um, along with the rest of the community. It's just great. It's like everybody just wants to help. There's no um, – it's, it's completely positive. There's no negativity. It's just what can I do? What do we need? If anything comes up uh, that is needed by, by anybody, there's a whole queue of people ready 
to fulfill whatever needs they are out there. It's really great. Eleanor, um, we've chatted about a lot of the positives that are coming out of this crisis and how people are coming together as communities, etc. Do you have any concerns going forward knowing um, the different types of people we have within our community? Um, we obviously have a, a, a large section of elderly, etc. that may not be as au fait with technology as the rest, that may not be able to communicate via Telegram or WhatsApp or even by cell phone. Have we taken these people into consideration and is there a plan to be able to somehow check on these people? I don't think uh, there is. Some people, landlines are now becoming a thing of the past and I've got certain elderly friends who only use a landline and I've kept my landline going specifically because of them and they're really struggling. And I think maybe we need to seriously, technology companies, I don't know enough about it, maybe need to look into setting up something because if this lockdown carries on as it has in Italy, I mean, 21 days is, I think, the start. It may end after 21 days, but looking into the future, I think things are really serious and we're going to have to kill this uh, pandemic, keep it under control. So we might still be under lockdown for a lot longer, maybe with uh, conditions eased up a bit. But we're going to have to look at really having a system where the community themselves identify with my help and I with their help people who are in need where we can at least go and keep contact with them in one way or another. And the communities are really are amazing. They they I found the same as Colin. Lots of phone calls saying how can we help? What can we do? We had uh one of the councillors got um sanitizer. So Colin and I went around and dropped off masks and sanitizer uh, just before the lockdown started. People have been so generous. And what I am saying to people, though, is don't do things like putting a tin on pick-it-up bin. That would cause more problems. Rather, contact your residence association. Brett McDougall from Nora, they're fantastic. Colin, uh, Natalie Webb from the Lower Houghton, all the residence associations are getting involved with legitimate organized Projects and they have the facilities, they have the mechanisms in place to distribute aid safely so you're not spreading the virus. And on the whole, mostly what they need is a financial donation. So contact your local residence association and say, how can I help? I'm already liaising with them, passing people on to them who, who are wanting to help. Colin also has got a huge project going in Lower Houghton that he can maybe talk about. We're going to take our last break of the day. When we come back, I want to be able to let our listeners know how they can get in touch with both you, Eleanor, as well as you, Colin, in respect of these projects that you're talking about, um, together with where they can find the necessary information, um, be it on a Facebook page, be it um, via Telegram, be it via WhatsApp, so that if they perhaps know of somebody that was in their road, um, perhaps an elderly person that lived alone and they need that person checked on, um, who in government they would they would they would contact? I do know that the Gauteng, um Social Services um, have set up a, a helpline um, where you can report these type of things, where people can have food parcels delivered, etc. But obviously, as a community, we would like to have more information at our fingertips. So after this break, we're going to go back to Colin and to Eleanor to find out just how you, as a community, can come together and help those that are needy within our community. 
You're listening to the Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. Even the Jewish community is coming together to ensure that you can get essential needs for Pesach. So you can prepare your spiritual side of Pesach at Maxi's Butchery on the Strip, um, together with the Kalel Bookshop. Family, children's, Pesach, Crohn's, New Haggadah, and also the Cats, a new comic book at the Butchery um, up until today, the 6th of April. So, um, yes, essentially, you can prepare. Uh, butchery is open. It is an essential service. So you can go through to Maxi's Butchery on the Strip or Kalal Bookshop, which is there as well. Um, Eleanor, websites, um, places of interest, telegrams, whatsapps, what would you suggest the community engage with? What is their first line of communication? If they want information, the ENCA channel is giving 24 hours a day information about what's going on. And that's an easy way to get information. I find often on the other mediums there's fake news, so you've got to be terribly careful. And I really advise everybody to double-check everything before you believe it, and specifically and especially before you share it. Mm-hmm. But I, as I say, set up this Telegram group. I see I've got uh, 325 or so people on it now, which has made my life uh, easier because people are getting the information and not feeling they have to contact me for information. And we've got a, an official group for counselors where the latest updates are posters, posted so we can feed these through to the community. And that's been extremely useful. And the counselors themselves, we are really looking after each other and supporting each other and helping with information and forms and what's going on. And uh, I'd like to just thank everybody, all the other counselors, for all their assistance and support. Can I ask you, is that across the political divide? Well, in my, no, there, there is, with the social services and with the officials, yes. And, and with me in Ward 73, no. But I do know in townships like Alex and other, um, communities, there, um, is a lot of cooperation happening. And I knew, I know that a lot of the officials, I don't know what their political affiliation is. Social development for interest. They are asking me if people contact for food assistance. They've given me a form to populate. I populate the form and then I send it through to them. And then I just have to emphasize this that I don't actually have access to this food, nor can I decide who gets it, nor can I decide, nor can I hand it out. I did on the first day because they had a few extra and they said to me, please counselor give these um, out. There were just five or six of them. But generally, they are now completely controlling that. And I I know that they belong to all different political parties, and there has been no hesitation to assist in any way. They just say yes and cooperate and have been absolutely fantastic. I I honestly think that – sorry about that, Eleanor. Carry on. I honestly think that this crisis has become a Rubicon, not just for South Africa, but for the world in terms of cooperation, communication, etc. We only have a minute or so left in the show. Um, so, Eleanor, thank you for that. Colin, before we, we sign off, let us know what social media groups people can go to as a starting point to then find out what WhatsApp groups or Telegram groups they should be starting if they're interested in helping our community at large. 
Okay, so I would recommend everybody to contact the residents association because every sector does have residents associations and then they will know where the CPF sector WhatsApp groups are. And I'd really encourage everybody to join the sector WhatsApp groups from each sector. That'll help me a lot and it'll help the community a lot. To our listeners, I do apologize if uh, I came across somewhat disjointed today. It's still, although we're now in our third week of remote broadcasting, it's still very difficult to communicate with guests that you can't see and aren't in studio with you, as well as with your studio engineer, um, who's not with us. He is remote as well. So obviously a, a huge thank you for my guests who have also undertaken this technological journey with me this morning. Eleanor Huggett, the Ward 73 Councillor, and Colin Vassafal our CPF chair for the Nord Policing Station, and of course to, to Craig Guthrie and DJ Flo, who are studio engineers and are working hard to ensure that our live broadcasts continue. A huge thank you to them. Um, Eleanor, thank you Can I just thank you? I know how much you do and how much you contribute. And Sarah phones me as well, and all wanting to give assistance and support and what can you do. And I really, really appreciate it. And all the residents who are constantly phoning me and asking what they can do and supporting me and each other. Well, Eleanor, thank you for that. And Colin, thank you so much for joining us today as well. We look forward to to the lifting of the lockdown, whether it's on the 16th or whether it's extended. We don't know at this point in time. But let's just be there as a community. Let's support one another. And, um, yeah, we'll see you all once this lockdown is lifted. You're listening to Confidential Brief. We'll be back next week, same time, same place.